This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson, and with me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? Wonderful. You know what? Things could always be worse. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. true. As we were just discussing, things could always we, be uh, much, much worse. It's the, yeah, it's the, one of the laws of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No matter how bad it is, it could be worse. Yeah could be eaten by pets so <laughs> as we were just discussing it's the thing that occasionally happens but, yeah we'll just uh, leave it at that we have to yeah, leave it at that there's no was, there there's were, no context yeah. in the world you had to be, it's, it's all part like, of our halloween special you had to be there yeah. that's right so uh yeah this will be our third week of halloween celebration and where this is uh airing you may have just actually lived through Halloween 2022, I think, will be right around the time, so uh, happy Halloween if you, um, yeah, if you've already already done that, I'm, I'm just not, I could look at a calendar, but I'm just being stubborn, so, uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the third night of a third show of Halloween, um, I guess speaking of that, do you guys know what you're doing for Halloween this year? Do you have any plans or doing anything Fun. It seems like it's creeping up on me very quickly yeah. here, and I haven't done a whole lot to get ready. But I, I decorated this weekend. We decorated the house and the, the front of the house, so it's yeah. it's back to how I normally like it anyway. You know, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm trying to convince my daughter to let me keep most of these decorations up through Christmas. She's like, I was like, we'll just blend it together. You like Nightmare Before Christmas? It'll be perfect. She's like, no, no, but I want to go all out for Christmas like we do for Halloween. I'm like, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But I don't know. I, it's the thing. I always I have no problem setting up decorations for Halloween, Christmas. I'm like, oh, this shit again. I don't know why. It's the yeah, same amount of the effort. Same way. Yeah, it is. And the more the more we get Halloween stuff, it's almost we almost have an equal amount now. It used to be we had a lot more Christmas stuff, but um, yeah, we've accumulated Halloween stuff over the past couple years on and we did the same thing this last weekend got the decorations out and i still need to do a little bit of work of getting them up and um got another couple things of lights to put up and yeah anyway but it's close to done and uh but yeah halloween season's always been uh like we talked about you know many times before it's kind of kind of our christmas so mm-hmm. so <laughs> Definitely, well, uh, favorite presents to get under the I dead can. tree or by the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. Well, Ooh, a man, and, a man you know. head helmet. Perfect. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ghoulie. Oh, God. Well, and if any of our listeners survived uh, last week's episode where we were not so favorable about the 2020, 2010 remake of The Wolfman, yeah. tonight we're talking about something mm-hmm. that just totally, totally redeems it. Yes, absolutely. I don't know. This one. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
This is, is if, if anything is an American class cinema classic, I think uh, this is definitely one that belongs in that category. And of course, we're talking about the 1990 American comedy horror film uh, Rocky Love. He's shy. Misunderstood. What do you do? I'm a vampire. Have you ever seen one of these before? 18th century, right? And he hasn't scored in 400 years. Man, that dude show got the blues. He just met the perfect girl. And lost her for the 14th lifetime in a row. Just forget the fact that we are the oldest living virgins walking the planet. But all that is about to change. You always die on Halloween night of your 22nd year. Because if the devil sold his soul, he still couldn't rock and roll. I don't think I'm a vampire. I really am a vampire. Like Rockula. Tonight's the night to keep a date with fate. I think maybe you just need some therapy, Ralph. And it's their one last chance. I love you. You love me. If you don't listen to me, you're going to die. For romance. I thought it was kind of cute. I'm back! Yo, yo, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Rockula. The love story that rocks like a bat out of hell. Rockula. Does anybody go bowling anymore? Rockula was directed by Luca Bercovici, uh, stars Dean Cameron and uh, Tawny Farah. Is that how you say? Any idea how you say her last name? I think I'm, so. I'm not sure. I, I I think I've seen her in a couple other things right around the same time, and. Um, no idea, but I never also, remember a character uh, name, let alone actors. So <laughs> yeah, also uh, supporting roles by two um, one-hit wonders of, from '80s music, Tony Basil and uh, Thomas Thomas Dolby as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, kind of an interesting casting choices here. And uh, get you a quick synopsis before we dive into this uh, to Rockula. But uh, Ralph is a sexually frustrated vampire who suffers from a peculiar curse. He's condemned for eternity to watch his one true love, Mona, be murdered by a ham bone. <laughs> now it's 1990. That, that that doesn't make any sense to anyone who has no. seen the movie. But right it's now. so <laughs> spot on. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> not lying. Now it's 1990, and Ralph is determined to break the cycle of reincarnation and death. But before he can think about saving Mona's life, his first order of business is winning her affections. He does that by starting Rockula, a rock band that's sure to stake a claim on her heart. Oh, this this movie definitely makes you miss live performances again. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking. Yeah, we were talking about concerts a little bit before we started recording. This is definitely a yeah a concert kind of movie. I guess no, not really. But it's it's, it's a, a musical. Um, yeah, it is. Oh, which is, is strange. It like it doesn't really commit to being one, but it is one. Um, it has it moments commits, where it's it like a full more on than musical. I would have liked and, it to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, a couple other. Oh. I was gonna say it has moments where it's like a full-on musical, like characters singing in the narrative of the of the film. And then it then it has other musical segments, but it's more like you know concert right. rock and roll, like I rock mean, hall they, type. 
they even snuck in an 80s style music video in it like they yeah. did absolutely ended up being like a dream sequence or something but it ended well, up being in yeah. a video yeah it, well it was kind of three-tiered but yeah we can get to that it's like an inception <laughs> situation yeah it's very oh, weird right we also get blues and rock legend bo diddley in here that's right it sorry i didn't mention really bo diddley that's do anything but he's in it um, blues lightly. yeah what yeah, in the world is he movie. doing yeah and <laughs> i also noticed uh susan terrell who yeah. yes if you've ever seen big top peewee who hasn't uh right. it's chris christopherson's miniature wife um That's she's like right, three inches yeah. tall in, in big top peewee but she's pretty much the same character in this that she's in everything yeah she's just a uh, a friend of um uh ralph's and ends up being in his band in rockula so yeah, yeah. tony basil plays his mother who's also a vampire and um it was this was this was a surprise to see that Tony Basil is just as annoying in this movie as I always thought she was in general. So yeah, that was that was good to know. We just lost a listener, guys. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Come Fine, back, Mickey. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. This this one is uh, well, I guess it was a first watch for me. Have you guys seen or heard of what's your history with the uh, Rockula? Never heard of it before. No. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> I'm not aware of this. I next. actually am in the same boat. I had not heard of it. This came up on a um like This was a diverse I was hire. looking at like That's what this was. I don't know, reading <laughs> I was reading lists of like must see Halloween movies and stuff and there was one that was like alternative Halloween movies that are you know, you may not have heard of or something like that, and this was on there and I'm like, I have never heard of this movie. Like this is right around the time you know, it seems like it's something so... I should have at least have some some clue that it was around but it turns out that it was kind of buried um it was made by uh canon films right around the time that the company was going bankrupt so they did not have any like pretty much zero promotion went into it it kind of got dumped straight to video i think it played on a few screens but um kind of fell into obscurity and it it, for the most part i believe has remained there because i haven't even really heard a whole lot of people talk about this but it is. Don't don't let the fact that it was made in 1990 deceive you. This is a definitely an 80s movie. It was made in 88. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It and then it was a, released yeah. in 1990. Because, but yeah, this is painfully 80s. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's not the only horror comedy about a, va- a teenage vampire that came out around this time. Um, no, there was ni- quite a. Yeah, 1987. You had my best friend as a vampire, which had um, among it's it's cast david warner's in it uh and then mm-hmm. once bitten with jim carrey which came out before yeah, that in 85 so this is definitely riding on the coattails of the you know 80s late 80s you know vampire, vampire comedies, comedies. Yeah. yeah but this this barely does anything vampire at all it's just it, it does not do there's not a big sense of danger from the vampires that's because the vampires in this film are not are not the quote-unquote evil characters there's no you know Ralph is pr- a very innocuous vampire. He's kind of a nerdy, um, I guess you kind could call him a teenager. Although not only the fact that he's like three, three or like, four hundred years old, but also like the a four hundred year old man as well. Adult. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and Phoebe, his mother, mother who's played by <laughs> Tony Basil, is uh, yeah, she definitely like not you, your Mickey. yeah, <laughs> definitely not your typical. Uh, 
um, mother either, so it's um, kind of a, right off the bat, kind of a weird relationship there. Although she's very overbearing, she's, uh, but, um, yeah, it's a weird one. I felt, I, I felt, but very, like, I was having a little bit of deja vu from the movie Teen Witch. I feel like if you ever, you ever had a, a double feature that these movies would be a nice companion piece, which is weird because Teen Witch has certainly developed a cult following in a certain age group of people. I feel like this movie has all the necessary elements to have the same kind of, like, cult following, and this one just doesn't. It's not, well, I mean, it, obviously it's got something. It's, it's kind of... It, found its feet and it's on I mean, TV. When you, it's like when when you said you found it as a like on a halloween list of a halloween list essentially it's just like like people yeah. like god we want to make a halloween list but we don't want to repeat the same things like everywhere else and they just found the bottom of the bins of just like these are technically kind of halloween movies yeah yeah Top no ten. i think this one is is ones that um you know people found this I and we're like what the heck is, is this you know vampire comedy musical from the 80s that I've never heard of before and you know put it on and are gonna have you know, similar reactions to what I it, this movie's just preposterous like from script wise all the way and I, I guess I'm, I'm starting to review it and I don't want to get there yet but um this is it yeah it's it, it's it's certainly yeah it certainly has a lot of uh potential I think to become it's got all the perfect ingredients for being one of those kind of movies. So, I, I, I so the, with the opening credits, which is this very kind of neat animated sequence, mm-hmm. with I do the miss those music, kind of things. That that made me yeah. well. First of all, it was a canon film. When I saw that pop up, I went, "Okay, let's see." You know, I'm I'm, I'm now level setting the expectations, um, <laughs> and the criteria. And then the opening credit sequence is animated, and it's it's cool. Um, and you know it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's it's neat. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so this isn't going to take itself too seriously, which that you know, certainly I, does not. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> figured from just the title alone that it wasn't going to. But okay, they're really going to ham this up. And then when I'm seeing you know the cast coming up on the screen, I'm like, oh wow, they there's a lot of you know names I recognize in this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like from the be- just the very beginning it it overshoots it you know like and i think i was i was wondering i noticed the same thing like yeah this is i'm getting teen witch vibes from this but yeah teen witch is cute you know this is just strange um like one of the things this has that a we, lot of really weird yeah yeah I mean, like one of the other the for some reason old virgin so i mean and and the side effect of the curse book. where he argues with his reflection he's a vampire who argues with his reflection yeah, and his, and his they, reflection is a total d bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who just wants him to give in to all of his worst, you know, vam- vampire, you know, um, which is just sleep around. It, he just wants him to be a sleazeball. That's what. It's not even it's, just kill, it's yeah. very you know, kill people. Just it's a weakness in the script because the reflection is literally a reflection character. They had to give it a reflection character because otherwise, Ralph has no one to like. You don't get any exposition because they he doesn't have anyone to like tell his woes to or whatever and without giving it a really cheesy narration track throughout a lot of the you know that's the only other option is to give it a character and for some reason they literally pick a reflection for that and um how can we save on the budget kind of an 
<laughs> Make yeah. it literally the same actor. Or just, Don't even change yeah, the kind costume. of an odd choice. Like, I guess your only other option would be, like, I mean, not, I guess you could be creative, but you're, you could have had there be, like, a vampire, another vampire friend of some sort, but how does that really work, and how does that fit in, but... Well, and you, so they could have like, written. You can when they got Tony Basil, you can tell they're not looking at the. They don't have the well, bestest cast list. It's it's right. I. It's the fact that instead of writing in a character like you said, oh, you know, how are we going to shoehorn another character in there? I don't know. Your your main, uh, you know, character has a friend, like in most movies like this. Uh, <laughs> no, let's write in some bizarre shit where he argues with his reflection, but he's a vampire. Part of vampire lore is that it you have no have reflection. reflection. This well, throws well, every rule of that, vampires out. Yeah, not only every that, one they of literally them. But then it started the, that 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 scene with the reflection thing, where his mom was looking at herself and like, "Oh right, I keep forgetting," and looks at him. Do I look good? I'm like, okay, vampire doesn't have a reflection. And then he sits down at the piano right after that, looks at his reflection, and then the dialogue begins, and it's just like. There's no consistency to rules. That, also, he goes the out thing in the is, sunlight. Yeah, <laughs> right. And the thing is, this uh, sun—it's going to become an issue, especially at the end of the film when um, the reflection—and and obviously we don't really care about spoiling anything—but the uh, reflection becomes an entity of its own and takes over the Rockula persona to give us one final musical sequence. Why? Quite the lyrics in that particular version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you it's... You don't hear Red Rocket this... sun out of a Dracula dressed as Elvis <laughs> Presley very often, but my God. It's it's things like this that was... Cult status. Uh, that, yeah, that it, this movie is just, like, unbelievably strange, but... I do want to say it's funny at points and fun. Um, They do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna second what Joe said. Is that they do often maybe push it too far. Um, far. They take it a little. You don't don't want to. You don't want a movie like this to be taking itself too seriously. But yet they've kind of pushed it beyond where um, they're just. It's just silly. Like they're just kind of throwing everything that, throwing everything at the wall. Like just and seeing what sticks. Like that saying, but like they. This one, they're yeah. just, like, throwing everything in. They're not worrying about what sticks and what doesn't. It's just, uh, we're just getting to try everything out, so. It's like that kid in middle school who got told by his friends that, like, that he's funny. So he just keeps saying whatever yeah. comes out endlessly. And, like you said, sees what sticks. That very mm-hmm. much energy here. <laughs> yeah. Hardcore. And it's someone who's legitimately funny, like, maybe 50% of the time, but then there's the other 50% of the time, then you're kind of like, yeah, it's a, you know, the new word. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> I suppose we do owe everybody a little bit of an explanation of what the synopsis mentioned, the uh, ham bone and the whole situation. Ham bone with Mona? Yeah, yeah. With uh, <laughs> Mona. So, so Ralph's one true love, he's, the, the curse that he has as a vampire, because none of the other stuff applies, he's got a reflection, he can go out in the sunlight. He does have fangs all the time, which no one seems to notice. But um, right, <laughs> he does. He does. Uh, the, his one true love, Mona, uh, keeps dying. So every like every twenty-two you know, years, every twenty-two years, she yeah. resets. Essentially, she's she's born. He finds her in the world, and on Halloween night, she is murdered every time by a pirate with a peg leg. And murdered with, with a ham bone. Right. Rhinestone. With the rhinestones. 
Was that in the original, or was that just the most modern? I think the, the no, rhinestones the were an addition of... Nope, oh, the yeah, rhinestones okay. are part rhinestones of it for some there. fucking reason. Because oh. huh. rhinestones well, existed. Even sillier. So the central plot of this movie is literally trying to prevent this murder from happening. It's going to be committed by a pirate with a rhinestone peg leg and that's you know the prophecy that, that keeps yeah. coming true so and this has happened multiple times before he mentions the one in like the eight, 19th century and one in the early 20th century because he's got he's got pictures of her from both of those occasions and he talks about a few other times and originally you know when they originally fell in love or whatever she was the daughter of the king or what something in france and or lord, a lord of something. I don't know. Anyway, I don't get the details because they don't really give them to you, and uh, um, and it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so no, um, this movie. Wants but yeah, so the, that's the, the that's music. the central yeah. plot of it. Um, Phoebe, his mother, who is an <laughs> overbearing mother, although she looks like you know a a young '80s pop star because she's played by one, um, is uh, actually kind of plotting behind his back because she doesn't want to lose her little boy and uh, kind of sets things in motion so that this, you know, the pirate murder keeps happening. We, we get the impression she's done this multiple times in the past and that's why it keeps occurring. And anyway, yeah, it's best not to think too much about the plot, but I felt like that needed some explanation. And, it, it gets, uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite dark when you, when you think about how it ends on such a like carefree light note and you're like, no, there's some problems with what Mama yeah. has uh, and, been yeah. doing the, here. The love interest, Mona, is a musician. She's a singer, and she has a band. And yeah. her manager... With Velma, played by, I believe. With who? Velma. Oh, really? One of the characters looks like Velma from Scooby-Doo. Oh. Like, hard. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, the key oh, I see what you mean now, so, yeah. Songwriter. <laughs> the, what, the, the girl in her band that probably has all the talent, because, right. yeah, they... Because she knows uh, how her, all her manager. Yeah, her yeah. manager Stanley, played by Thomas Dolby, one of the just most well-rounded characters I think that's ever graced the silver screen. <laughs> yeah, um, Stanley is something. He's. I uh, mean, just he's having a, Thomas Dolby play him was kind of. Yeah, yeah. we were already halfway there anyway, but. And <laughs> I, I love the Wikipedia description: eccentric mortuary owner. Yeah, and and <laughs> musical manager. <laughs> The choices, just what? There the are mu hell? there are musical mortuary commercials in here, by the way, as well. Yeah, so. and his weird products that he sells, like you can get <laughs> a like recording a of your loved one. It's like skit comedy. Yeah. Like you just yeah, stop it for really like, is like a five minute fucking like prop skit. Yeah, I like I yeah. did like the rotisserie casket, where it's just like you yeah. can literally. Uh, hear your relatives turning over in their grave, and then they do it, and you just hear the dead body. The clunk, <laughs> clunk, <laughs> clunk. I did legitimately laugh at that. Oh, I'm like, yeah. this there is, is so out of place, but I've enjoyed it. Yeah, there is so much wacky stuff going on in this movie, and I, I was getting a kick out of even some of the stuff that didn't hit. It was a, just kind of like the audacity of like putting this down on paper and being like, here's, here's what we're gonna do. It's like, oh man, it's a. Uh, as you like to say, bold creative decisions all over bold the place in this one. Creative yeah, decisions. like that's uh, <laughs> painted, but, smeared across um, the face of this movie. Yeah, so like Stanley is 
is in love with Mona and becomes insanely jealous of Ralph once uh, you know she starts to show an interest in. She kind of breaks it off with Stanley as she gets more serious with with Ralph, um, never questioning the fact that he has fangs all the time. I mean, he is in a he is in a rock band called Rockula, so maybe it's just a you know the shtick. I guess she does make a comment about that at one point. You should um, really get those filed down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the... you, you do think that Mona being a musician and a singer in a band that they might have cast an actress that could sing, but instead the actress they... has a uh, she has a she has a voice. She I was gonna say yeah. she has an album. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, find she it. she has a voice. There when when you know sound comes out of her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> she has a voice. Um, I just thought like this is interesting casting for a movie um, that's a musical and has musical segments in it to cast musicians somebody who just in it. like really just just can't sing at all like i think i think uh you know tony basil would have been a better choice here for this role than uh and you know calling her what she does singing might be questionable at points but i i still can't get over bo Bo diddley being in this and why he's (laughs) in this as a character called axe man they didn't even give him a proper name yeah because he plays uh, the axe yeah. Get a blues. You can play guitar. <laughs> and and Bo Diddley, who's a you know a, a blues man and a serious musician, uh, <coughs> a legendary musician, a, a rock and roll Hall of Fame recipient, um, just for him to just be stuck in this movie for no reason, he doesn't really contribute much to it at all. He doesn't get really a chance to shine. He's just kind of there, putzing around mean, on his guitar. Yeah, like doing I said, his thing. The best musical like, bits is when he's just butting around on his guitar shows, shows up in the montage yep i i do yeah. en- i do enjoy hope he got he hope he cashed his paycheck you know right oh yeah so, like, he's gotta eat too and right. like the, the the reason that all this musical shit is happening is like for like the like so he he gets hit by mona modern day he gets hit by her car and he's like oh shit like it's starting again uh mm-hmm. but they end up looking for each other for some fucking reason he finds her at a rock show finally and he just nervously spats out that he has a rock band and then he nervously tries to get a bunch of fucking people together uh-huh. uh, and that's how this yep. whole premise of this movie and it's like oh right that was the fucking reason for the music anyways was just like a loose it's just a lie you had to make true but my favorite line from that bit was he goes and you know what I said I was a musician, but I am. I'm in a pretty darn good one, too. And I instantly flashed back to the first scene that you literally... The first scene in the movie. Like, the first time you see him, and he's poorly playing chopsticks on a piano. Yeah. <laughs> and I've just instantly yeah. thought about that going, I don't think you are. <laughs> I don't... I, uh, I'm i going to call bullshit. Uh, but yeah. he ends up being it but i will say the musical segments of this definitely uh cements the fact that this was a movie in the late 80s and yeah. that studios were yeah. in this it was dying this is the 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 gurgled swan song of whatever they had musical wise they just crammed it in because he doesn't just do rock he does oh rap. no he does uh he does yeah rap. i was gonna I was gonna get to Rapula here eventually, oh, but <laughs> yeah, you know the, the another thing that reminded gotten... me of Teen Teen Witch, but this is even more so. But sorry, Joe, no, that's where I was going. Was just that the the rap in this is reminiscent of of Teen Witch. 
Splatoon, which is still better. So top that. But they had Axeman yeah. <laughs> in the wrap. So I'm just they, saying. They did. They did. Uh, but it just... Rapula scene in this. I don't know. I mean, Top That is good, but Rapula's right up there with uh, one of the most ridiculous 80s... <laughs> For some reason, every 80s movie like this we get to, ha- we review on this, has to have some sort of a rap scene or rap something going on. And It's this in the this early one 90s. did, did well. not yeah. disappoint. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so does... goddamn cringy. Every <laughs> time. Every it's, musical sequence in this movie had a very high cringe factor, and I think that actually kind of made it more enjoyable. I think if they were like seriously good moments in the set inside of the rest of this movie, it just wouldn't have worked as well. And I mean, I questionable whether it works either way, but I think yeah, it's uh, they're can, they're all kind of cringy. I, I will say about the rap thing, like whenever I see these kind of things and they try to take it so seriously. I, I think it maybe it's like a um, disassociation. Like my brain's trying to like save itself from like the cringe factor. I just think about that one uh, living color skit where Jim Carrey is Vanilla Ice, and he yeah. just starts a song with <laughs> "Kick It," and he kicks his shoe off, and he runs and go gets it, and just does the whole "Ice Ice Baby" his own parody way my brain does that as a defense mechanism anytime these things come on or at least i'm reminded of them every yeah, time and yeah. even ends it with the and i'm just oh oh jim carrey come this back a, come back man yeah this was a time we lived through this so i i think one of the things that really bothered me about this movie is the amount of effort that was put into things that fail so miserably every time <laughs> like the jokes don't land. I I didn't find this like effectively funny because um, there's really not even a lot of jo- it's just silly scenes. Um, the special yeah. effects, like Ryan's video background right now, is oh, when he yeah, turns himself bat. into a bat. The it's bat like... creature floored me. Like I was laughing so hard <laughs> at it. I, it actually worked quite well it, in the weirdest way. But like... the, the actress who actually oh, plays yeah. the bat form, and it is. It, I did enjoy this too, but the actress who plays the bat form is actually uh, in the background as well. Uh, she she was one of the after his first show, and for some reason got a fucking fan base in the hallway. She was actually in the <laughs> yeah. hallway too. I think she was like on a like a yellow um, scooter type thing, but like right away, like once I saw the bat, I'm like, it's that lady, because of course they would reuse fucking cast members, but it's right. just like the greatest fucking thing in the world. It's the weirdest looking little <laughs> bat person. And they use it twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it climax. No it's like reason. a bad Halloween costume <laughs> mask. It's, like a good, <laughs> it's a good kid's Halloween costume. It's, oh, but it is it's, a bad... <laughs> It just great, looks ridiculous. It's a great, it's a great I, costume. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is conceptually boxers, ridiculous. The they pulled boxers. off what they wanted. I'm just not sure why they wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, I mean, even Jeff like, Goldblum so, in the background going just like he <laughs> Jurassic Park. Just walk never, across the screen and that'd be enough. Yeah. But like, I asked if even, you should. Some of the jokes in this are just strange like i couldn't tell who this movie was for because the silliness of it feels almost like it's it's for kids you know 
Like yeah. the bat creature is something I would expect on like a family ch- family channel Halloween special, <laughs> you know. If any, yeah. is the family channel even around anymore? The fuck am I talking about? Yeah, anyway. it's it's. I think it is in some form. It's adapted. Whatever it is now, I think but it's called, yeah, like, it, free something. Yeah, or, or whatever. Like a Disney Channel, even it look it could work as a Disney Channel creature. Um, yeah. But then there's there's so many dick jokes. Hocus Pocus too. Anyway. Yeah. yeah lots just... of like, especially the songs. I mean, we get a whole we get a couple whole songs that are almost just one long dick joke. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long. And the, the whole subtext <laughs> yeah. where you know even even the Crazy. the tagline yeah. for the movie. You know, that, you know, he's a vampire who hasn't scored in 400 years. Tonight's the night, you know. Yeah. That of it in itself is, okay. It's, it, 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 it's like trying to pretend to be risque, but it's not. And it's a really weird mess of things. And I think at the end of the day, it's exactly what its charm is for me, is that it just is, is this yeah. kind of like, I don't know, mix of bad decisions and weird music and just 80s uh, yeah with a with a little bit of just a small bit of halloween vampire aesthetic they actually don't really lay on the the vampire stuff real heavily here um no it's you know maybe maybe just as heavily as as something like once bitten or eh, i don't know i'm not that's even more of a vampire movie than this is i think but yeah um like yeah, the I only mean, vampire s- thing is he has teeth, the reflections are inconsistent, and he can turn into Batmite. <laughs> so Bat thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they they could have done any monster, like you could have done werewolf for this instead yeah. of vampire. Well, except it, you it wouldn't have gotten the the bat the bat thing. Which no, you would have gotten. I mean, a bad if you would have got as the werewolf, you turns into like a little pomeranian. <laughs> if you were just little, yeah, like just oh, you turn into a Shih Tzu. How cute! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's it, a puddle just, of dog. But but again, this is just riding on the coattails of the late '80s vampire comedies, and not to say that you know, Once Bitten or My Best Friend's a Vampire are good movies. I'm sure they're about the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I, I don't know about the same. It's also yeah, on Tubi, but we went for yeah. I I've, I remember <laughs> seeing My Best Friend's a Vampire. Um, but that still played up like the blood part, at least. Mm. Um, I mean, there's also that Nicolas Cage movie where he was a vampire. Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was so was much. It? Yeah. Yeah, but, that was right around the same time too. I think like that was but, generally you know, contemporary with this. So. 88? Teen Wolf as well. Uh, like there's, yep. it's just werewolves, witches, lots of these and monster vampires. comedies. Like. Yeah. Yep. Um, Transylvania, nine thousand or whatever. Six nine thousand. Yeah. Six nine thousand. Six five thousand. Yeah, I was actually watching this, being like, "This is not why the worst I... thing that we've seen." Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, why am I getting a kick out of this when I was so hard on that? It, it almost got me to the point, like, maybe I was too hard on Transylvania six five thousand because I I remember getting like kind of like upset about that movie being so stupid you and I'm like this movie is so equally hard. as stupid but for some reason I'm just getting a real kick out of this so I, I almost talked myself into giving that another chance and then I decided nah I'm, I'm not going to but anyway um it's yeah I don't know it's this one uh, we're, I'm trying to think where we were in the plot I think of the Phoebe the vampire mom um 
dresses up as a um, psychic to like convince fortune Stanley. Teller yeah. yeah, fortune teller to convince Stanley to um, the only way to you know get Mona back is to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. And he, he, well, but Stanley being a, a, a decent, no, he's not a decent guy, but, you no. know, he at least says, well, I don't want to kill her. Would, would cryogenically freezing her be okay? Like, would that, would that, which, by the way, like, he, like where does head. he get the setup for all of this stuff? Because he's got a, like, cryogenic tube and everything at the end of the he movie. He owns and, the like, business. Like, that's no, the that's whole... true. Yeah, he's the mortuary guy. <laughs> that's yeah. okay. And he's a manager for mus- for musicians, so he, yeah, he's clearly a scumbag. Guy. So he's probably like Colonel Parkering the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> giving him anyway, way too yeah, much so credit. She tells him that he, in order to win her, he's got to got to kill her. But it has to be a very specific way. He's going to have to dress as a pirate, and with a with a rhinestone peg leg, and he's going to have to kill her with a ham bone. And uh, this is yeah the way this all kind of plays out. And remember, Not there's also a sharpened ham bone. There's also musical sequences in between. We have performances. We also have songs between the characters. I think the, all the so- other songs are really just between. Um, yeah, there's just that uh, one. Ralph I think. and and uh, yeah, Mona. Mona. Yeah. The one that's the 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 like street scene that ends up being one. a yeah, it ends up being a vampire like a vampire induced fantasy sequence, and then ends up also being a music video, and also ends up being like it's kind of got this like three tiers of reality thing going on. It just it also it, yeah, it just keeps breaking through the layers of just what is happening, what is happening, what is happening, <laughs> what just this. happened. This actually was the sequence, and I don't even remember the song. The song was that pretty is, much terrible. It, it's yeah. not uninteresting. It every fucking but, like music video in a dingy, dark city alley. It was the moment that I realized everywhere. that I have a really, really weird, like Boner? almost okay. well, yeah, that <laughs> and and but just kind of kind of like, I was gonna say love for this movie. That's it's way too strong. Down. Love would be. Would, but like I, I was all of a sudden like, okay, this is like one of the craziest movies I've ever seen, and I am enjoying the hell out of it for that reason. Like, um, this is and, not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so first of all, they it, we mentioned that they met because Mona hit him with a car, but they yeah. kind of replay that scenario, and he sings a, delivers us a verse of this from the hood of a car after another car strikes him, and he sings through the windshield or something and that's uh it only gets weirder after he gets off of the car and they kind of wander into like a um homeless village kind of underneath the you know kind of like you see in a lot of 80s movies and big cities of burning barrels and like so um, many dirty little children shanty town (laughs) and there are yeah, yeah so then we get dancing homeless children is kind of the thing and i was like wow that is a you We'll just and, keep using the phrase. That is a bold, creative decision right yes. there. Yes, and they're looking for each other. Like, There's this narrative where, like, because they were separated, after like first it starts with what them dancing in the rain and they share a kiss, mm-hmm. and that's when it starts. Car things fast forward, and they're looking for each other, and it's like this weird, like, kind of melancholy. Like, oh, I can't find him. Why dirty children are messing with my hair and <laughs> probably taking shit out of it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah and he's just getting covered and, in fucking dirt 
And I'm like, yeah, nothing really sells the romantic ballad from this movie, like homeless children and, you know, a car accident. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like homeless children and a car accident. Yeah, to add some frosting to this, after we break out of the fantasy thing, and then if we find out that she's made her debut music video, that's what we were seeing, or she's at least based it on this experience. She actually, they have a discussion about whose idea, wonderful idea it was to include the homeless children. So it's not, yeah, it has a... they draw attention to the, the fact that the kids were in there. <laughs> yeah, but 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 yeah. when when right at the end of that music video when the kiss ended, that's when it's just like she's like, "What was that?" And it gave you that feeling that this was like you said, like some kind of vampire hypnosis. But mm-hmm. she's like, "What was that?" And his response was, "I don't know, but it was magical." <laughs> 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 and then that's when they reel back again. She see the TV screen, the viewing thing, and like right, what you guys said, but magical, yes, <laughs> I think yes. that correctly defines um, everything that we have witnessed in this film. Uh, but I don't think it's the same definition of magical as you intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm enjoying talking took... about this movie more than I enjoyed yeah, watching it's... it. I gotta admit. <laughs> This film reminded me that I still don't understand why Eric Andre is popular. Because his comedic <laughs> style is so fucking random. Yeah. Yet I, I laugh more at his shit than this. This was like, this, I don't know, I, I feel like this totally doesn't work. It's I, Maybe it's one of those so bad it's good, but it's really, for me at least, was crossing into the so bad it's bad. I will. There's, there's I no will say coherent the story, really. It's just nothing it, makes sense. I will um, say no, for the listeners, but Joe's just, arms have been crossed this entire have. time, well, and his shoulders cool are kind of up. That's where you can always tell that he's just like, I don't think I was into this movie. <laughs> like it's the I, I wasn't. I really wasn't. And I don't know. I, I didn't. And, and to be honest, I actually started it a couple nights ago, and I didn't even get through like the opening credits. So my first notes were, oh, this is cute. Okay, it's not going to take itself seriously. This is good. This could be fun. And then I, I sat back and watched actually the whole movie today. It was like, it, yes, it's not taking itself seriously. And it is having fun. But I clearly don't understand what the fuck they're doing. Like this just I'm too old for this movie made in the eighties released. Maybe but but again, I I keep going back to Teen Witch because it really has that same feel to it. Mm. And that was ridiculous. That had bold creative decisions. But and and, and it's a bit cringy in, you know, her motivation, right? Which we talked about on our episode on that one. Mm, tastes this, familiar. Yeah. This one's definitely cringier though. In a lot of ways, I think um, it's a give and take. I won't lie to you. I don't I know. Think it, I think you're right to I, say they're about the same. And and I different. and I can see how I guess in the right mood, the right setting, the right substances, this could you know really be enjoyable. Um, I I just wasn't there. I it, I guess I don't know. It took me almost half the movie to get in the right mindset to really start enjoying it because the first half was a little rougher for me. I was like, I, yeah, like essentially I was trying to put to get like, oh, this the story is just ludicrous, and and, all, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, I once I got on board with the, that was what we we're that's what we're doing here. Yeah, it, it became much more enjoyable. <laughs> so, so to a certain extent, I, I I suppose it's true that I talk myself into be you know, I, but 
that's also how you i don't know that's also how yeah. you like enjoy things. i don't know like yeah. So, yeah it's like so. you start to accept that like i think this poorly constructed roller coaster at my at my local uh uh county fair is exactly how it appears i should not set the bar any higher and just have a good time <laughs> right yep uh, and that is a real memory for me, by the way. But yes, um, this is <laughs> janky high school project roller coaster written all over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I think well, there's one more scene I did want to talk about, and that's the big climax of the the scene of this where um, yeah, Stanley and Ralph get to face off against one another. Uh, when he's, you know, tries to kidnap Mona and, and, you know, cryogenically freeze her in the tube that he has prepared. But he's also dressed like a pirate with the rhinestone peggly leg, which he can't walk on. So he's kind of carrying slung dangling his from his waist. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, later Ralph uses it as his fucking weapon of choice. So it's just like... Right. And so, so then they have a sword fight type sequence where they're fighting with... <laughs> What apparently is a ham bone, but it's like bigger than a human femur. It's, it's like, like a Fred this, like Flintstone thing. Like, I assume it's a ham bone because they talk about it so much. Yeah, at the, yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and the peg leg. So Ralph gets the peg leg, and they have a little face off. And just the fact that I got to describe that scene, you know, ham bone, peg leg, sword fight, kind of gives you the flavor of what a, what is going on in this film so can i then of can course I make a we get slight complaint about that fight scene just, it's like yeah. you know yeah the costume well, you don't think it was cinematic perfection That's no, no <laughs> let me explain why because uh what, what was his character's name again the villain stanley stanley, stanley. yeah again like, the movie doesn't make me remember many names no. uh yeah. stanley throughout this movie I would say he's always been like kind of uniquely dressed. Like there's some like, like some French duke fucking energy. Like yeah. with how he he even drove it's like an like, eccentric goth dude. Like yeah, yes. he's got all the yeah. He even drove in on like a fucking like uh what looks like a monster's mobile or some sort in mm-hmm. <laughs> some yep. some shit. It's like this man got to give it got some style. His fucking pirate costume on the other hand, which I was expecting like perfection was like oh he got the spirit halloween this is the cheapest fucking costume that literally made me fucking angry i'm not lying like i was like like i can't wait i can shit you not i told myself i can't wait to see what this dude's version of a pirate costume is and i was horribly disappointed (laughs) yeah it just looks like it was off the racket a Halloween store. It's just well, like, I don't know I, how, but the pegs. You could the, almost. The rhinestone peg leg looked better. I, this that seems wrong. <laughs> you could almost produce like a, a side narrative here because there's a, a part before their big battle, like leading up to it, where Ralph is already accusing Stanley of, of you know, being the bad guy. And he's like, so, something about his Halloween costume. He's like, well, but you're going as a pirate, huh? And he goes, maybe I am. It's like, I like to think he wasn't, but because he said that, he's like, fuck him, I will. And so he went out to the nearest costume shop, and he was like, just give me the only pirate co- I don't care. Just grabbed a pirate costume off the rack. That, yeah. That's what I have to tell myself for that well, really bizarre tells, script. Well, the mom even says this, like, on the phone. It's just like, did you get the pirate costume? And he's like, yeah, the pirate costume is covered. 
And so is the ham bone suit. And then he looks, and there's a fat-ass pig, like, just in the (laughs) fucking corner. I'm like, oh, no. And then later they cut to it, which, by the way, no, that pirate fucking costume was not covered, Uh, Stanley. You're bullshit. You're bullshit. And then fast forward to the fucking party, and (laughs) Ralph goes... Who brought the ham sandwiches? And Stanley, like, that was me. And I'm like, oh my god! The ham bone! It well, and then the, the, showed, but the bone it, he's got is like four feet long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Air of his I don't know what, yeah. what creature that came out of, but... That's just yeah. one thick leg. It just walked really funny. He was just doing it a mercy killing. <laughs> That's what happened. It was, But it was, uh... What, what is the name of the... the it's, it's the... Like in, in theater and shit, like the gun, something gun. I was gonna say. Pavlov's. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I should. Um, Come um, on, film guy. Mm. Of course, because you make me think I've, I could. Yeah. Same. There's. Oh, where if you not happening right now? If, um, if you if you introduce a gun in the first act, it must. Be yeah, fired it's in that the concept. Third. It's like yeah. a. Right, um, yeah, I'm slapping myself. Chekhov's gun or something like yeah, that. Yeah, check. It's Chekhov's yeah, gun. Yeah, Only this it. was Chekhov's pig. <laughs> that's that's the joke. That's the only joke I wanted to make. <laughs> oh, <cool>. Check <laughs> off pig. pig. If you see the pig, you will see the bone. <laughs> Just <laughs> at least the ham sandwich. Um, yeah. I mean, Stanley even tried doing it? the cross and garlic against Ralph, and and, and again. Ralph None is of that just, vampire stuff. He's like, oh, I love, I use garlic in my all my cooking. I love it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, even the crosses and stuff too. Like, man, eh, nobody cares. Yeah, there There's was like, like a... zero of the vampire rules apply here, except for to his mother with the no reflection thing at the beginning. But yeah, but there is a there is kind of a vampire joke. I don't know if you guys caught this, but it's uh it's a very subtle one. But anytime um someone did a date it's like is this 18th century 19th is this 16th century 17th like that was a recur they did it three times um but for different things i did get a slight chuckle at it like 17th (laughs) it's like yeah more or less i'm like oh a whole fucking century off my bad (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah what else do we got left about this movie to talk about I mean that's, that's that yeah. that's really it. We we talked about Rapula. That was one of the things that I definitely wanted to talk about. Um, talked about the the fight sequence at the end, the music video. Um, yeah, the characters. The, the reflection decides to break out of the fucking purgatory. Yeah, all we really have is the ending where his yeah his reflection upon you know Ralph and Mona run off and they're off to be in love or whatever. That's where we leave them as they take off from the venue. And uh, the reflection is left in the mirror, kind of like, you know, hey, wait, come back, don't leave me, kind of thing, and decides to literally bust like break, yeah. break through the glass and bust out and take over the Rockula persona, which he does by doing an Elvis impression and singing a, um, you know, inappropriate in a family crew. film song. Red Rock. So, yeah. Red yeah. Rock. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, which just leaves this movie on the you know on the same note it's pretty much been doing the whole time. Like, oh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah. feels about well, right. And that's and that's Rockula. Yeah, that's Rockula. So <laughs> yeah, should we do give this thing a grade? I, I, I have a feeling. Yeah. Ryan, go <laughs> ahead. Oh no, Joe, I insist. 
<laughs> uh, um, Just rip your I, Band-Aid off. <laughs> I, I get what this was going for, but I feel like they overshot it. It it was too just off the wall uh, for me. I, 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 I get, again, I get that they were going for, but already with the fact that it's yet another 80s, early 90s, you know, vampire comedy. Now you're adding a musical element to it. It it dates itself and I think a lot of the funny stuff in it wasn't intentional and I know that's kind of the ingredients for us so bad it's good but for me it just nothing else worked like it was I, I didn't even find it charming um so it, the the what else do I have in my notes about this the the cast being some of these like one hit wonders and stuff I had higher hopes for their use but it's just strange like Thomas Dolby at least has like a real I jokingly said a developed character, but at least he's, you know, and I guess Tony Basil too, but Thomas Dolby really chews the scenes that he's in in this, and that's kind of fun. Um, the the sketches about his funeral stuff are funny, but really out of place with everything else. <laughs> yeah. This The film made me keep wondering what kind of movie I was watching, but not in a in a fun, exciting way. Again, maybe right company, right number of, substances and whatever this would be more enjoyable for me but i this didn't do much for me it just was kind of like lame the i'm not gonna fail it because it made teen witch better um (laughs) so i'm gonna give it a d no um i do have a final thought before i go into my review uh uh uh, we so Tony Basil does have a a segment in this where she does sing. Oh, uh, the I night. forgot about this. I wanted to talk about this tune. Yeah, Go yeah. It, uh, well, let, let's do it. Um, she does. It's just the most awkward scene, and even for the characters, and yeah. but, that which kind like, of yeah, don't you it... hate it when you bring a girl over and your mom does a sexy song for you know everybody yeah. at dinner. But. Exactly right after dinner, and you have yeah. like what looks like a professional wrestler as her fucking. <laughs> it was son. a professional wrestler, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, that my one of my favorite. I, I can't believe I didn't mention this. My favorite chuckle I got besides the bat in this movie was the line when they came in for dinner. Ralph comes in and, and and they're talking with his mom at the table, and he goes, "Well, what's for dinner?" And the wrestler dude steps out and goes. Meat and potatoes. Who's asking? <laughs> like, <laughs> just the most awkward. Like, who's this guy? Why is he here? Why is he screaming? Like, <laughs> like well, because and her, if mom my always kids has a new me, man, right? Yeah, if my kids ask me from now on what's for dinner, that's that's gonna be my answer. <laughs> Meat and potatoes. <laughs> who's asking? <laughs> so um, anyway. Yeah, but, I get, that was another one that, like, I was just cracking up because of the fact that I just really couldn't process what what was going on in this well, movie at the time. So it's yeah. She she's doing the song and just spinning around like uh, in the night. I'm the night. Whatever the fucking lyrics are, and it yeah. goes. It's just going, and it keeps cutting back to uh, Mona's face, just petrified, <laughs> and like I'm like, oh cool. So. We're all in agreement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then... Having the reaction the rest ha- of us are, you know. <laughs> and then you think it like, it's like, you know, this isn't the worst thing. We can get through this. To- Tony breaks into a rap. Yeah. In yep. the middle of the fucking song. <laughs> just 
Like, oh no. And then the song goes, it finishes, and then it cuts to them in the car. Like you said, your favorite line in the start of that scene, Meat Potatoes Who's Asking, my favorite line at the end of that. So my mom is weird. (laughs) (laughs) No shit. Every (laughs) once in a while, this movie has a well-timed joke that actually works like that one. Well, speaking of which, and and Ryan, not to to intrude, but I'm going to do a rare thing, and I'm going to adjust my grade for one thing that I forgot to mention. Go ahead, go ahead. And that's that Tony Cox is in this movie as Big Al. Ah, yeah. I forgot about that, too. And There's so much good stuff. This is just the, packed with good stuff. Tony Cox <laughs> appearing out of the bubble bath that <laughs> Tony gear. Basil is in with, with snorkel gear. And he's just Tony Cox. <laughs> yeah. He's just Tony Cox. And... So that I'll give it a D plus. So there's my adjustment. Yay. <laughs> it moved up because I oh, forgot Tony God. Cox is in this, and that that scene made me go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, that's another one where I was just like, "What?" She makes the line about looking for the treasure. Yeah, but yet again, it's like this joke is not for who I thought this movie was for in the last scene. Yeah, I and mean, so if it, this it, it's... movie had if this movie had nudity in it, I would consider it one of the National Lampoon straight to DVD types. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's not that kind of charm to it. Okay, I'll go okay. into yeah. my review now of it. Now, now that yeah. we've led into it, uh, I was really on the fence with this film because I was just like, I was with Joe for for a good while. I wouldn't say this movie makes Teen Witch better. I actually enjoyed this more. Um, for some reason uh but it is the same fucking beast uh Mm. just with like a different back um and it's 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 just so like nonsense and it's it it doesn't feel like it's trying to be a parody it just feels like like this is the we're gonna shoot it as quickly as we fucking can but i can't deny that there are just elements of that i found charming and Clearly, I, I laugh so much in this fucking review that, like, oh, shit, I apparently found something really fucking funny. My chest kind of hurts a little bit. Um, and I'm like, fuck, I can't deny this movie actually does have a fun bit. But, you know, it really does. It, this is not for everyone. And it's like, no. I can't deny what Joe said about any of it. It's like, no, for some weird fluke of a reason, like, I really enjoy this. And I got the feeling so did Eric for the right for the right reasons to enjoy it, but it's like, I think it's more enjoyable with other people because I was not getting this vibe when I was watching it. It's only an hour and a half, and it's just like, okay, it's cool and done. But my God, there's there's, there's some weird fucking turns in the creative decision journey that definitely like. So I saw a thing today. I got to tell you about. <laughs> it's kind of feeling and. Um, so, and talking about this is I actually really raised the grade uh, for me on this. So, it, uh, I want to say, I got to give it at least a C plus. Like, it was going to be on a lower C end. I didn't feel like I hated it that much or deserved a D necessarily, but, because, but it wasn't that like, eh, I don't, I, I don't recommend this to anyone kind of feeling. But now after talking about it, I'm like, ah, certain people at a certain mental state this could be gold to them so it's i will say now it is kind of worth a try and if anything it is for the 
fucking 80s time capsule that this is. Like, Joe, you have yeah. kids that are getting into the 80s. Mm-hmm. You have a, a daughter getting into the 80s. I'm like, yeah, you like the 80s? Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you won't anymore. No, you won't yeah. anymore. Um, so, yeah. if anything, that's, it, uh, that's another plus in its fucking department. Uh, but yeah, C plus, that's me. Um, re- recommend oh. if you're stoned as fuck. There, I'll just say it. All right, what do you got, Eric? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it took me a minute to get into this one, but once I once I did, I I would venture that this is actually going to be much better if I ever get a chance to see it again, or like you said, with the right amount of substances or in the right group of people. Like I I think it's it, it's certainly. Uh, once you kind of have your head wrapped around what it is, I think it will be much easier to enjoy. I think the the just ludicrousness of the movie will, um, yeah, just work better, um, because it is. It's this is this is exactly why, and I've talked about this before. Why grading scales are tough? Because I almost need two different grading scales for a movie like this. There is no way I'm going to give this movie an A plus because it's absolute. It's absolutely a train wreck. Like there's so much stuff going on in here that doesn't make any sense. But that's actually what I really you know, a big part of what I really like about it too, because there's just these these moments that are seem out of nowhere. There's there's awkward stuff that doesn't work that's unintentionally funny. Then there's funny stuff that does work and then um and all on top of that it's like you said, there's an eighties time capsule kind of thing to it too, because it's very much of the era. Yeah. Um I really yeah. felt like I was watching a a sister film to Teen Witch. I feel like these are double a double feature, like made to you know yeah. be together. Like um, the, so the his and her combo like, package, right? <laughs> yep. So the the music is pretty much um, awful and unmemorable, or it, or the stuff that is memorable is really cringy. But I actually think that again makes it more memorable than it does. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of fun watching it, especially in the second half once I realized that this this movie was just nuts and they were kind of just going for it. And so, yeah, grading scale wise, I, I, I'm going to be realistic and like not going to give this movie an A plus because as a movie, it really doesn't function that well. But it's certainly enjoyable to watch. So I think I'm going to land right around where where you did, Ryan, with the C plus. Um, I think that's the only fair way to because on on a grading scale of is you know compared to other really great films and cinema history this is this is not a good movie i'd be down in in you know the df range but enjoyability you know what did i get out of watching it my experience of watching it I, i'm way up at the top so i'm going to average those to a c plus if that yeah. makes any sense yeah like but. you don't need to see <laughs> this but if if you get a chance to and you have free time you yeah might well, this... get a chuckle out of it and as Joe, Joe said, it's it's not one. What do you said? It's it's not for everybody. Like this is certainly no. for us. You know, if you're looking, if you're one of those people that's looking for something that's you know the the, the yeah the so bad it's good type movie or you know just something that is you know wacky and <laughs> off the wall. Like this is this is a good watch if you're into that kind of stuff. If if you if you aren't, then this is not gonna be your cup of tea. No, <laughs> like, I yeah, think you so. do have to come at it a certain mindset to yeah. like. It can gruel and cringeville, and if you're not like feeling okay, <laughs> yeah. then it's like. Mm. Good thing is it's streaming free on Tubi, so you know where it belongs. Yeah. That's right. So if you haven't checked it out already, maybe watch it or don't, based on our mixed <laughs> review. Um, but we would love to hear any of your thoughts on uh, Rockula, 
have you heard of this one before? Is this something you, you know? I'm sure somebody has this movie as like, oh yeah, I watched that when I was a kid and I loved it. We'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to send any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkier Podcast at gmail.com. You can also and find us on Twitter. If you're your mother, send us a pic. Oh, Ken, sorry. <laughs> if your mother looks like Tony Blair, it's okay. You don't have to. Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Blair. Agreed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck it. But you can also tweet us at Video Junk Pod or find us on Facebook or Instagram at our main Video Junk Air podcast pages. And if you write it, we'll read it and we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, Basil. And we Blair. also. <laughs> if you like what we hear, we also have a uh, Patreon page where uh, you can make a small donation to help us make more Video Junkyard podcasts in the future. Um, go check that out at patreon.com slash podcast. and with your small donation of course comes a couple of wonderful perks you get to help us pick out what we watch on the show as well as um, uh, some exclusive content a few times a year so um, go check that out if you are interested in making the donation if uh, either way glad you or we were happy to have you and hope you will come back and join us for more shows in the future. We are going to finish off our uh, four weeks of Halloween next week with the Frighteners. So the Peter Jackson, pre-Lord of the Rings, uh, Peter Jackson um, film starring Michael J. Fox. Uh, we are going to follow that up with uh, lots of Peter Jackson. We're going to be checking lots out... Lots of New uh, Zealand. Yeah, lots of, uh, yeah. So we're going to be checking out Meet the Feebles, Bad Taste, and then uh, take a little trip into John Waters' land, and we're going to check out his classic Female Trouble. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. All of that coming up. And, um, yeah, eventually we're going to roll into the uh, next holiday season. So if you have any ideas for favorite Christmas films you would love to see on the pod or hear on the podcast, uh, send us those, too. As um, We always need some good ideas for the next holiday season so absolutely keep those recommendations coming in and we want to thank you once again for listening to the video junk podcast and until next time i'm joe peterson i'm eric branson and i'm ryan stiesko jeez what a weird guy there was this girl named mina she wanted Moina. she was singing back for ike and tina i liked her bangs she liked my fangs so we decided to do the crazy rapula thing now if all didn't like it, so we called me a pig. I said, Dr. Van Helsing, here's something you'll dig. We can sing Kumbaya around the campfire. Are you the DJ? No, I'm the vampire. <laughs> I said, I'm the vampire. <laughs> Kumbaya! Kumbaya? What's Kumbaya? You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go. Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. On Twitter, at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram, as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.